The American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must eat America back. Main Street to Wall Street, cities and states, Washington D.C. Before it's too late, there's not long. We need leaders who lead us, not stick us and bleed us, then ransom our future and our children's. That's wrong. We must eat America back as liberty weeps. Our forefathers spin in their graves. <laughs> Pray God will bless some way out of this mess. We must take America back. We are back. Second hour of the National Intel Report. I'm your host, John Statmiller, with you on this Monday, along with Steve Elkins in Florida. On this 10th day of October 2020, we're speaking with Stuart in Maine. Stuart, are you still there? That's Mitchell. I believe you're John. speaking with Mitchell. I'm, Mitchell. I'm sorry, Mitchell. <laughs> my, my apologies. Okay. Hey, John, let me say something real quick. I'm here in Memphis, and I've been trying to do some what you might call gumshoe word-of-mouth advertising for RBN. Now, if you want me to quit calling your station... Oh, you can. You, you, it's you, your call. If you want me not to call anymore, we don't no, have no, to. No, 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 no. You can. You can call. You, about it. you can call into the network. You. Mitchell. Go ahead. You can call into the network. Just do me a favor. Don't call into the show. Okay. Don't call into your show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, I, I, I think I stated my position. The Declaration of Independence. I mean, you're that's that's basically the advice of Thomas Jefferson, uh, Benjamin Franklin, Adams. Who was it? Roger, Roger Sherman and, and, Roger, and, and Livingston. So, I mean, he's a, that's a good lineup. So, I mean, uh, are you mad at them too? Good. I, I, and, and start to make a little bit more cognitive sense here. What Mitchell? Why was that group brought up? And why am I supposed to oppose it or condone it? They're the ones who authored the Declaration of Independence, and the Declaration of Independence says, when in a long train of abuses and usurpations, yeah, yeah. pursuing invariably, you know how it goes, it, yeah. is, it is the right, it is the duty of the people to throw off such a government and provide new guards for their future security. We're the, everybody agrees we're there. Everything y'all talk about is the government's not doing what it's supposed to do. And, and it's no, also no. breaking the social contract. Well, no, so it, it makes it, the question, are the people it, in power even legitimate? It, it's done much more than that, Mitchell. It has grown itself into this behemoth and centralized power. Isn't it convenient that, uh, oh, this coronavirus thing, oh, the government doesn't want to set up standards. We're going to leave it up to the asshat governors. We're going to leave it up to the Democrats, like in Michigan, like in California. Oh, I consider that repulsive, John. Pardon? I have no, I have no gripe with you there. I'm trying to figure out what we're we going to do. I'm trying to figure out what are our solutions. And by the way, you called it a behemoth, and, and, and uh, Thomas Hobbes called it a leviathan. Back in 1651, he conceptualized a system of government. He, he said it was bad. The guy who conceptualized it and invented it, so to speak, called it bad. He just said it wouldn't be as bad as if we didn't have it. 
And over yeah, okay. you know, some right. 300 years, right. it's had a, well, what, you brought it in in 1792, so it's grown from a leviathan. It, it's matured, I guess, because you just called it a behemoth. So it gets bigger and badder as time goes by. Yeah, and, and, so, and, uh, and again, let me state this, by not following what? The Constitution of which this government is supposed to be founded on. How many thousands of government agencies... They were too timid to even tell the international bankers to take a hike, and we picked up their little scam for over a hundred years. And then people have the termidity. Listen to me. People have the termidity to turn around and say, "Oh, this is a capitalist society." It's not a capitalist society. That's what the that's what the communists. This is what they called it. They called us capitalist. Yeah, I mean, you got to have two opposing forces here, communism and capitalism. No, it's a free market. We were supposed to conduct our private affairs by use of honest money, not interest-bearing money, which has eroded this country and brought on a whole lot of set of other things. 1871, centralization of power in Washington, D.C., my simple statement is, if we get down to it, take another look at that Constitution and figure, you know what, maybe the founders did have it right to try to limit things, to try to keep the tenets and the promise of government of freedom and individual liberty. Well, how is that attained? By staying out of my face. That's how it's maintained. By not creating situations and law that you eat out our substance. That's how we do it. And we need men of courage to stand up and state that, but there are none to be found. So we got people that are playing around with the idea that, well, you know, maybe we need to deconstruct this government. Maybe we need to find a new one. No. What the people need to do if they feel that way, walk away from this country. I was quoting the Declaration of Independence. That's not Mitchell talking. That's the Declaration of Independence. All right. Well, Let me it, do it like this, John, because we, we, we agree on a lot. Oh, you know, all these events, a lot of these events and these rogues in government and so forth, all the bad people, not, we agree oh, on gosh. that. If, if, I had, if you had a security system on your house to protect your house, oh, and the criminals could easily hack your security system, what are you going to do? Continue using that security system? My point is that this system, whether it be good or bad, somehow or another, the bad people are getting in the seats of power, and we're running out of time. Well, now, and we you do, know John? what? We're already at war. We are yeah. already at war. And guess what? Guess what, Mitch? What do we do? That's why we still have the Second Amendment, and that's why we still have the militia. If need be for restoration of the republic... Okay. Fine. Thank you for your call. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, my God. Steve? Is your blood pressure up? I don't know. Is your pot up? <laughs> yeah. I'm pulled back a bit. Yeah, there we are. My blood pressure. My, my, I can feel my pulse in my neck. I was getting kind of ticked at Stewart there. He doesn't quite understand. I'm talking about removing the element of corruption. That's a first. That's a must. What has to happen yeah, along, the, uh, along with yeah. corporate campaign financing of politicians? <laughs> I, we, okay, we're, it's the federal government that's creating a lot of the problems, and I'm not saying state government's not involved with their wacko politics. But we've got the CIA, 
We had Brennan. We had Comey, then head of the FBI, running a scam on Russiagate that was dreamed up by Hillary Clinton and her clan to pull Donald Trump out of office. Why? Because Donald Trump was the stopgap to the total takeover of this country. We are already at war. God almighty. I am sitting here and I am shaking from my hair roots down to my toe jams. We have more callers. Robert in Texas. Hello, Robert. Do me a do me a favor, Ken. When the last caller drops, put the next one in queue with the pot pulled down. It eliminates that time lag between punching the button up and pulling the pot up. Thank you. Go ahead, Robert. Hey, hey, John. How you doing today, Steve? Hey, good, good. Well, I should I shouldn't say that. I just heard it all. <laughs> but uh, hey, Steve, I I called you Friday. And you said to send you an email and you would send me that Keith Rogers video that you oh, played a oh, clip yes. from. And I, so, so I yeah, appreciate um, if you would send that to me. I said, hmm? Yeah, do me one favor because I got a lot of people in demand here. The clip you were wanting was which yeah. which clip? Oh, was the, the Donald Trump played, clip, right? Uh, Donald yeah, Trump clip. Yeah, yeah. Yep, got it right here. Yeah, and okay. uh, I've, got, I've got my bullet points here, so I'll try not to take up too much time. Okay. Uh, Henry Macau had a very good uh, article on the Bolshevik Revolution on his website today. It was very interesting. And uh, your show Sunday was really good. I listened to it today. I enjoyed that. Good. And on the nationalism, my point is when you say nationalist, the first thing people think of is Adolf Hitler and the Nazis. Yeah. I think that's yeah. what people think of. And I would like to throw out three books to people. They own it all, including you. <laughs> by, way of, hand. By, by way of toxic currency, don't, that, that's Ron McDonald's book. Don't leave off the I last part. Guy. Yeah, I, I got it. I got it. Yeah. And Epperson's Unseen Hand is very good. Creature from Jekyll Island. And, uh, John, uh, next time you come to Waco, now if you'll just text me first, you won't have to sit on a park bench drinking your coffee. <laughs> no, Robert. I had to sit there to wait till you walked out of the. And and I know, Steve, I know. Steve, you don't know who this guy is, but he's my haircut guy up in Waco. Got it. That told me when <laughs> like I went, anyway. like a two minute haircut, one minute haircut, two minute. Robert, no, I take longer than that, Steve, because I like to talk to him. <laughs> it takes but that anyway, long I, to I trim my nose hair. hair. Hey Robert, what size bowl does John? I, I, hey Robert, what size bowl does John take on his head when he cut around? Uh, about a seven and a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I I donate the haircut to the to the, I don't do much as far as helping the the. Uh, 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 how could how, how could he, you he, how how could you? Yeah, when I was up there, you told me that you told me the day before that you were there at the barber shop and you only had two customers. Two, and I asked you why. Absolutely. And then you told me what, Robert? Everybody's scared. Yep. I, I think. I, and we had a guy come in, and, and if you got a minute, I'll tell you a quick story. We had a guy come in and started asking. He got on the phone, and, and I don't know who he was talking to. I think the police. Nobody in here has got a mask on. Nobody here has got a mask on. Then he got into it with my buddy Jerry, who's next to me. Then I got into it. 
and said, hey, I don't need one because I'm not sick. Well, then a few hours later, the police did show up. Of course, we know most of the police officers. He looked in the door and left. That was about it. So, yeah. You know, when the, when the cops and, and Robert, I've been warning all the cops, they're being put in an untenable situation. They're going to be told, in order for you to keep working for this department, you will follow our policy, and you will do as you're told. Otherwise, you're going to be unemployed. Yeah. Absolutely, and that's what I keep trying to tell these guys. They have to make a decision. Are they going to go home one day and say, Honey, we can't feed the kids tonight because I stood up and I lost my job? Or are they going to go along with it? Some will, some won't. We, we don't know, you know. Yeah. Anyway, guys. I'm going to get off here and let more important calls come in. But, Steve, if you'll send that to me, I appreciate it. John, yep, right, right text here. me I'll or send it call to me, and I'll, yeah. and I'll uh, make sure and have you taken care of. All right. Well, Robert, I appreciate it. it very much. Thank you. Yeah, I, when I was up there, I called him Richard when I saw him walk out of the barber shop, and he looked at me and he goes, Richard. And he looked at, he looked at me, had to look at me twice and go, is that you, John? And I'm going... Oh, that's right. You're not Richard. He said, that's right. I'm Robert. <laughs> I got too many Richards and too many Roberts in my life. At any rate, Randy in Missouri. Hello, Randy. Hello. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. I wanted to chime in on the social unrest that we're all being faced with today. Um, you know, if you go back to the inaugural for President Trump, and we had that women's march. And that thing was put together within a span of two months. And if you look at all the groups that were attached to that women's march, you could see a, a funding trail for all those activist groups. Now, this is, this is when Antifa really, in, in Black Lives Matter, really, really started to um, become pu- more public and more vocal. And... With all social activist groups, the FBI investigates them, whether they consider them, you know, uh, a threat or not. They just—it's just something that they do. They—they they, they get into the middle of it and find out who's who and who's doing what and what these people believe and and, uh, and what motivates them and uh, and who's funding them. So, as far as Black Lives Matter is concerned and and dot we. The FBI has had a handle on this for years. They know who these people are. They know where they come from. They know who they're funded by. They know their their subgroups that 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 are their lackeys. And and I guess what I'm getting to is that propose that so much of this is not organic. It's it's being it's being helped along um, by so many people in our federal government and i'm not just talking about democratic politicians i'm talking no, about I, I don't i don't even i don't even know the politics here of chad wolf but i know what he's doing he's he's fee, he's feeding right into this narrative of white nationalist and funny thing about this is that uh well they started to they prematurely started to call the militia movement back in the 90s they stopped short of calling it a terrorist organization because that would have been premature the stage had not been set of the violent extremists both on the left and the right to my knowledge no militia in this country has ever killed anybody because of their skin color or their politics never burnt any buildings down 
never killed anybody, never sat down at their table while a couple's trying to have dinner and sit there and drink their beer. This is the most outlandish and outrageous thing, but as we've seen, CIA, FBI, various intelligence organizations within the government, you take a look at what they're pushing and what their narrative is and what they're trying to do away with, and guess what? You quickly determine that these agencies have turned on the republic and its people. No matter who the hell they're voting for. Whatever election cycle it is. I think this is a color revolution. This is, this is what's been done in, exactly. in so many other countries. Thank you. And, and the intelligence community is involved in it. I, absolutely. It, 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 it couldn't happen without their help. Yeah, that's right. You know, I mean, uh, you know, the, the, you heard me asking the question, why hasn't Ray been invest- investigating Antifa? Why hasn't he been looking into Black Lives Matter where the very heads of Black Lives Matter are self-avowed Marxist, which is well, the antithesis at, to our form of government? Look at the press conference this week with the um, them keep reiterating the, uh, the white supremacist uh, narrative. You mean John Roberts uh, from Fox News? Well, he's not the only one. I know. But, but I know. my point, my point is, is that they're trying to create the, the divide and conquer issue, and and mm-hmm. and it's not about the left right paradigm so much on a political basis. It's it's to create division amongst us. So yeah. so we're fighting ourselves. Absolutely. And and I'll tell you what. One of the best things that I heard recently was: Do you think there's systemic racism in this country? That it's such a problem. Because we had a black president for eight years in this country. How racist is this country if we elected a black guy to sit in the Oval Office? Exactly. That's that's one good example. That's all you need to say because it's not possible. With systemic racism, that would have never, ever, ever happened. Never never, never would have happened. There's one key evidence right there. Never would have happened. And when you think at least a handful of Democrats would have come out and, and... and disavowed Antifa by now, or at least the actions. We, we, I mean, just you know, just what's the what's the percentage? How could they all be in such unity? They all well, hate they Trump. The the, the oh. nexus that they're working from is they all hate Trump. All they're all for their. Been... Hold on, hold on, Randy. I'll I'll let you talk. Just let me finish, okay. will you? Please. Sorry about that. Thank you. Sorry about that. It the Democratic Party is for the Democrat Party and the person that they're trying to run for president. Donald Trump in 2016 was the aberration. Beat the snot out of Hillary Clinton and the Klan. Why? Because everybody knew that this old bitty was a crook and had been for years. So we get Donald Trump, the antithesis to their plan to bring Hillary Clinton in in 2016, and I'm sure she was planning on sticking around the White House for eight years, but that didn't happen. They didn't have anybody to groom to take up the mantra here for the Democrat Party. They got Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. That's the best you could do? I, Robert, I'm sorry, Randy, I, look, you got anything else? Uh, real quick. All right, hang on, hang on, hang on. I got to take this break. I'll bring you right back right after the break. Pat, Bruce, Tom, Miles, and others, we'll get to your calls. We need this break. I do. 
We'll be back. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we have been building our online store. Well, we have been focusing on bringing you the best talk show host in the country. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we also want our listeners to have products they can use every day and in times of emergency. We have added new products each week to our store. Your support of this network, plus products at the best prices, is a win-win situation. Check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org, and click on the online store located at the top of our website. Together, we can continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on our online store or call us. 800-724-2719, extension 3. 800-724-2719, extension 3. Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now, but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge and knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. Go ahead. Well, I guess I just wanted to point out, you know, that we're not, we're not, this isn't an organic movement. You know, this, this, this has been 
fostered along. And, you know, our enemy isn't just a socialist Bolshevik soldier in the streets. It's, it's the people that are paying his paycheck and standing down and, and not uh, putting the thugs in jail in the first place. You know? <laughs> well, the, here, 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 here's the problem, Randy. The federal government has created a lot of these problems. We bring it to their attention, we're promptly ignored. There goes our redress to government. And we're looking for the federal government to clean its own house. The very people that are causing the problems, we're expecting them to what? Rectify those problems? We got a major well, problem here. This whole thing started, this recent wave started, I should say, with the uh, George Floyd incident. And I would, I would say that, that the incidents in the street aren't just so much a reaction to George Floyd. I'd say that George Floyd was a reaction to what took place in Lansing, Michigan. You, you, had, a, you had a period of the uh, actually, COVID. Actually, I would disagree with you. I would disagree with you. And, and, I'll, and I'll point out why, because you had many other cases before that. Uh, we had the Ferguson. We had the one down here in Florida. Trevor. Uh, no, what, what's his George name? George Zimmerman. Not Zimmerman, but uh, what's my name is Trayvon, Ma- Trayvon Martin, which, uh, by the way. Trayvon Martin. Which, uh, and then you uh, Steve, had the other one. Uh, Steve, let, let me just interject something yeah. here with Trayvon Martin. That case was so thin, yeah. the prosecutor actually brought in a phony witness to testify. And this guy hasn't that's had that's his true. card lifted yet. That guy's not gone to yeah. jail. Yeah. Yeah. So they actually had several I, other cases before the George Floyd one ever happened, and maybe one of those was supposed to be the catalyst to take this off uh, with Black Lives Matter, but uh, it didn't work. Sooner or later, it was bound to. Uh, I'm trying to think of somebody else. Um, oh, Jeffy yeah, the, last summer. The summer before this summer here, do you remember what was happening we all kind of looked at it, and we all thought, what's going on here? A total disregard and disrespect for the police officers in New York City where they were pouring water on yes. them. Well, that was the very beginning of yes. disrespect, to seeing how far that would go, yep. and nothing happened. They, yeah. you know, the police played it off, oh, big deal, but there was disrespect right there. So the, I'd say the summer before this summer is where it was, it was building. It was starting, and they were looking for the catalyst. And, and you know what? Kick this thing off. And the uh, same yeah. thing. And and here, Jesse Smollett, you know, turns out, well, he lied. And then, the, and then look who tried to support the guy by not going after him for wasting the time and resource, but that was sure a good meme for the communist press in this country. And, and Pink, look, you said it yourself. It's the color revolution that has nothing that's not talking about skin color. You, need, you folks out there need to familiarize yourself with the color revolution because that is exactly what's going on inside this country. And the Pink Floyd incident up there was just a catalyst. It could have been any, any place, any town, USA, any instance. They were looking for a chance to start this Black Lives Matter, to bring in Antifa, the more radical. I, I, yeah, Randy, I thank you for your call, sir. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. Look, this Christopher Ray. you want to know who the director is of the FBI now that took the place of the rat Comey that yeah. should be in jail right now, literally should be in jail right now, serving a nice long prison sentence. Christopher Ray came out 
And he told the House Judiciary Committee last week that the Federal Bureau of Investigation announced that they're classifying white nationalists as a terror threat on par with ISIS. I didn't get to finish that. We're particularly focused on domestic terrorism, especially radically or ethnically motivated violent extremists. Not only is the terror threat diverse, it's unrelenting. He went on to tell the House Judiciary Committee that white nationalists are considered a national threat priority and will devote at least the same amount of resources on them as they do ISIS and the militant Islamic terror groups. Congratulations. We just had the head of the FBI, because you might be white, declare that you're on par with Islamic terrorists that supposedly want to tear down this country. Do you think this is a good man? No. No, I I, I didn't like him from, from day one when he replaced, uh, was the replacement. Uh, I, uh, I don't know. This... There's the, got to be some serious shakeup in the second term if he gets the second term. Oh, brother, there has to be a serious shakeup. Oh, brother, I you know big time. I, I'll tell you what. I, I you 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 brought up this coronavirus. Isn't it funny how he got tested and he was positive? His wife was tested. He goes to the hospital on Friday and today he's in yep. his limo waving at people. Uh, what drama? Yeah, but who's creating the drama? Most people that go to Bethesda end up dead. (laughs) We'll be back. Jeez. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. The Republic Broadcasting Network, late night, premier show, Redfield Hardcore, is hosted by activists that want to hear from you, the listeners, so that you can get involved in the activism, please call in at 800-313-9443 at 10 p.m. to enter the discussion. To book yourself as a guest, call our studio at 202-657-5715 or contact RBN staff. Remember, keep it real and take the red pill. Extendivite really works. Here are some reviews from Amazon.com. Nikki, great product. Have to try it for a few months to see results. After taking Extendivite for about six months, I have noticed improvement on the numbness of my hands and wrists from carpal tunnel. I will continue to buy the product. Ken Peaks, five out of five stars. Works as advertised. This formula is very powerful. Be careful to follow directions. I am feeling much better. My heart rate and blood pressure has stabilized and my lower edema has reduced. Lower leg pain due to blood clots has disappeared. Thank you. To order, call 1-877-877. 
1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com. Extend your life Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you. And your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultation are free and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-THE-NUMBER-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY. I just got word that Trump's back in the White House. Boy, I'm telling you, Steve, that coronavirus is just deadly stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I said it was a diversion. I was just trying to figure out what the diversion was. What were we not supposed to know about mm-hmm. and what we were supposed to pay our attention to? <laughs> you to start, this and, uh, you, you're starting I, to learn. I, I had you? fun poking fun at this. What's that? I said you're, you're, you're learning. <laughs> when your attention is being... I... I, I, I specifically diverted yeah you better look up 15 degrees and do a 360 degree swivel to see what's coming at you yeah (sighs) but did but you notice the secrecy around his care did you notice that Mm -hmm. john Mm -hmm. yeah he's uh, being transported to walter reed medical center here he, he walks out to his helicopter they fly in there he walks out he walks out and looks pretty good shape not on oxygen and then you get this this uh this vague report on his health status here uh he had low oxygen content and um well what's that what does that mean how low is low yeah i mean it's like they won't tell you like it's a like it's a violation of hipaa or something but uh well how low was his oxygen content what was it can't tell you can't tell you what was his blood pressure can't tell you uh was he on oxygen well he was and he wasn't but we can't tell you because we can't we'd have to tell you what his oxygenation you know what i think he needed Uh, it was just you know, you know what I think really happened here? They did a PCR on him, just like they've been doing to hundreds of thousands of other, millions of other Americans. Says, well, Mr. Trump, you know, you, you really do indicate you got the coronavirus. And, and I wouldn't doubt that he was feeling a little bit tired and ragged. Look at the pace that this guy has been on. You know, oh, I yeah. saw a picture of him right before he was released from, uh, uh, from uh, uh, was it Bethesda or Walter... Uh, Walter Reed Hospital. I thought it was Bethesda. No, it's Walter Reed. Okay, all right. I saw a picture. He looks better in that picture than he did prior to the 2016 election. I think what the guy needed was a damn rest. And and people that have... Well, you know what's funny is that, that, that during the debates, did you notice the color difference 
in the debate, Donald Trump was orange again. They went back to making him orange, and Biden looked halfway decent. But here, here I see a, a, something in the news talking about Donald Trump looks looks peaked. He looks pale, looks peaked. He's sick. And then, of course, they run with the COVID situation of the story, and it looks very grim. Within the next 48 hours, we'll know how critical it would really be. What a joke this whole thing turned out to be. Well, the, the, All they did was remove the orange coloring from their software on Donald Trump to make him look pale. And then, and then sold the story that it looks pretty grim. You know why I think, <laughs> it's and, and people have gone to Walter Reed, and, and funny things have happened to high-level people that have gone to Walter Reed Hospital. Uh, they've fallen out, uh, fallen, mind you, out of 16th-story windows. Or they'll go in for a checkup or something and develop this very serious disease, and within 48 hours they're dead. What I think happened when he was at the hospital he has two security teams, and it's been this way since this man has taken office. He has his own private security people, and then he's got the Secret Service. And I would venture a guess. And let, let me put on my paranoid tinfoil hat here for a moment. I think Donald Trump wouldn't have walked out of that hospital if he didn't have his private security there. Yeah, make it right. Let's go back. That's to an the, interesting situation to have private security along alongside of government security. So you've got private security you've hired, and their job is primarily to watch the government guys to make sure your government guys don't kill you. Well, Donald JFK, Donald JFK. was old enough; he was a teenager when they whacked Kennedy, and you can't yeah, tell me right. that that the assassination of Kennedy wasn't aided and abetted by certain people working within the Secret Service. Most certainly, yes, most certainly. So, you know, a little clue, here we are, what, uh, 60 years later? Yeah, I think I'll have some private security around me because I just don't trust the government, and which he is absolutely justified in not trusting. He doesn't trust Fauci. He doesn't trust the FBI. He doesn't trust the CIA. This guy, this guy, and folks, I'll say this again, and I'll attribute it to the Jewish lawyer in New York. He said it. The only thing that's standing between us and total tyranny in this country, his name is Donald John Trump. End of story. Is he perfect? No. Has the guy made mistakes? He's made plenty of mistakes. Has he gotten things right? Yes, he's gotten a lot of things right. But people are believing their own dreams that somehow if we can just elect Donald Trump, He's going to make everything okay. When you have been given example, time after time, the media, government agencies, Hillary Clinton and her cabal, going after Donald Trump, lying to Congress, lying to the American people, using the media that wants Donald Trump, his head on a stick, but see, you're not supposed to pay any attention to that, Steve. It's just Donald Trump because he's a misogynist and he's a racist and he's an idiot and he's dangerous. He's only dangerous to the communists trying to take over this country. And Donald Trump used to be a Democrat, for God's sakes. Pat in Florida. I'm sorry, in Fort Worth. Hello, Pat. I just transported you. Hello, Pat. What? 
I can hear some noise. He's I don't... active and just bring the other vehicle over no. and switch it over. Hello? <laughs> well, who's... Pat is not a man. I heard a man's voice there. <laughs> Patty, you there? I, I just heard her. We lost her. Okay. Who is 63668? That's what? Oh, well, you see the box up there? Okay. All right. Uh, let's go to... <laughs> let's go to Bruce in Texas. Hello, Bruce. Hey, guys. Hey, Steve. Yes. Hey, uh, pull up uh, five milligrams of uh, diazepam and stand by, you know. <laughs> yeah, Valium's a good, good, good little drug. I like Valium. Yeah, good get stuff. the crash cart, too, because we never know. Yeah, yeah might need it. <laughs> hey, um, this, this is really troubling to me, this statement about uh, white nationalists being the uh, the number one terror threat. This 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 really echoes to me pre-9-11 al-Qaeda and pre-Oklahoma City bombing militias. And uh, it's like they got something else and they're getting ready to, to, to light the fuse on it. You know, that's, yeah, I wouldn't put it past. In fact, I expect it. Bruce, you remember the story that I told on air after the Oklahoma City bombing? I got absolutely inundated by different representatives of the federal government. Of course, they never had their badges, you know, in plain view. They never identified what part. There was the BATF there. There was the FBI. There were... <laughs> There were other individuals that were mercenaries that were also there. But at least they were nice enough to tell the county sheriff, and, well, he showed up as well. And and the story went that, not to alarm me, the county sheriff didn't show up in uniform, and the FBI, you know, they kind of took a gent- gentler uh, approach to this, and they all showed up at my office because of that damn fax that came out that was simply a sit-rep from Oklahoma City bombing that was sent over to Steve Stockman's office, congressman here from Texas. That's how that whole thing started. And the last guy out the door, two days later, was an FBI agent. After we sat and talked, and it wasn't FBI and John Statmiller, the advocate for militias, and it wasn't this extremist guy. He and I sat and talked like men. And the last thing that he told me as he was walking out the door, he turned and he looked, and he said, I'm not trying to destroy the militia. I think we may need them in the future. That was years ago. Years yeah. ago. And people don't, people yeah, don't they, understand this. What is the Second Amendment for? It says it right in the verbiage. The unorganized they're militia. Trying to, it's constantly trying to demonize it um, and, and delegitimize it. Um, you remember Governor Frank Keating, oh, yeah. Oklahoma? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, his 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 brother Martin Keating wrote the Final Jihad, a book, and it was it was written before Oklahoma City bombing. It had a character in it named McVeigh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Oh, that was you know uh, that was you know Bruce. That's one of those little odd factoid things that had no relation to anything in the past. You, you understand that, coincidence. right? Yeah, just pure coinky dink. That's all. That's right. Nothing to see here. Just uh, move on. You mind if I defend the first, not defend, but maybe make a uh, a point, the, the first caller talking about over 100 years trying to fight this stuff. Which uh, one? Theodore Roosevelt. Theodore Roosevelt, uh, 
made a speech, political parties exist to secure responsible government and execute the will of the people. Okay, I'm going to skip some. Behind the ostensible government sits enthroned an invisible government, owing no allegiance and acknowledging no responsibility to the people. To destroy this invisible government, to befoul the unholy alliance between corrupt business and corrupt politics, is the first task of the statesman of the day, President Teddy Roosevelt. What year was so that? So it's been ongoing on for it. What that year? That was uh, 1910 or 19, in between 1910 and 1916, somewhere in there. I think just about the time that the Federal Reserve came in. Mm-hmm. What do, you, what do you think Kennedy was talking about when he talked about the power behind the throne? And what did, yeah. he, and what did he try to do about it? Which, in my estimation, after looking at all the books and all the information and reading until my eyeballs fell out of my skull, the only conclusion I can come to, there were many people that benefited from this guy getting whacked in Dallas on November 22, 1963, but I'll tell you who benefited the most. The bankers themselves, the Federal Reserve, that had its way with this country for what? Up until that point, uh, 40-some years. Well, they were just gearing up. There were other things that had to be moved out of the way for these people to take absolute and total control of this economy, which, by the way, Bruce, is unconstitutional. That's correct. But the big question is, say as if we we had a big revolution and we restored the republic, what's to keep it from going right back again. The diligence, the laziness of the American people, they've got to be slapped out of their slumber because it's not the government that's the government. We are the government. And we're supposed to pick those people best suited to conduct the affairs of the government. But which government are we talking about? Are we talking about the thousands of federal agencies? Are we talking about the federal government centralizing power and running all over the states? What, what what are we talking about here? And then we turn where people are turning and asking the government, "Well, you got to help us. You got to you got to stop doing the unconstitutional things you've been doing." Now they're the beast has pulled its mask off. They're now showing you exactly what their intention is. They're calling names. They're lining everything up. And I yeah, just. Well- Steve, I just recently saw a poll, and I'm not talking Zogby, or I'm not talking about the major pollsters, but people that know how to run polls, that know how to ask other than loaded questions to get the desired result for their poll. Polls have been conducted, many of them, and somewhere between 42 and 49% of the American people firmly believe there is going to be revolution in this country. And they're stocking up on food and firearms and everything else. Now, why do you think that is? Because... Well, I'll tell you, uh, in the first six months of the year, 13 million firearms were sold in the first six months of the year. As it happens every time when the American people get the idea that their very lives are under threat. Yeah. But these assets... Five million. These assets... Five million of that number were first-time buyers. Five million were first-time buyers. Never touched a gun before. All right, Bruce, I thank you for your call, sir. Thank you, sir. All right. Boy, it feels like I've been on the air for 24 hours. 
<laughs> Tom in Florida. Hello, Tom. Yes, John, can you hear me? Good good evening to you, John. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Yeah, John, by the way, you're excellent what you said about the militias. That was a great point that you brought out. They, they're not responsible for all this crime and criminal activity like Antifa or BLM. But, and, but, you, know, but, you, your... but you did notice what Chris Matthews, or not Matthews. Um, Wallace. Thank you. John Roberts. He, yeah, he Wallace. included, with the white supremacist, he included the militia. This little yes, smarmy, uh, slack-jawed yeah, Democrat, it was plain to everybody what was going on on that debate stage. Plain to everybody. But no, the narrative was that Trump was mean and he kept interrupting Joe and Joe couldn't get out a statement. There, there was enough that Donald Trump said that even the dead brain Democrats out there might have looked at this and went, huh? Joe, uh, hey, John, you, yeah. you were right on. Listen, let's, let's look back at his debate. The first thing that should have been on that debate, and by the way, the first three things are, are in American people's mind is coronavirus, the economy, and illegal immigration. That, that scumbag communist, Chris Wallace, never asked any question about uh, immigration. Uh, by the way, on one of these news networks just now, they said over 2,000 people snuck into this country since January with the coronavirus. Yeah, okay? Yeah. And 130 of them, 120-something, almost 130 of them were from China. The Chinese are oh. sneaking it through the border. Yeah. Nobody's asking the court, Donald Trump or Joe Biden about the uh, illegal immigration. You got 8.7 million illegals in California. I have okay, a funny. Donald I have Trump Tom. Is- I Tom. I have a funny feeling here that the reason why China is being brought up is because we're supposed to hate China, when in fact Fauci made sure that Wuhan got three and a half million dollars. And now, well, you, yes. you know, and and supposedly, well, this is this is China's doing. No, it's the very guy, this little sawed-off pretend expert. He's a, go to this guy. You want to know why Trump's yeah. not running to him for advice on the Quran? He's finally figured it out. His people Correct. have been telling him, look, Mr. President, this is what's going on. Why do you think he was running around all this time without a mask on? Because he believed Fauci? No, 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 he had good intel. No, John, you're correct. And, you know, by the way, do you think they're in the next two debates when Donald Trump's uh, out of the hospital, he's looking better, I just say that he looks better, do you think that in the next two debates if they have him, even have him, they're going to even talk about illegal immigration, what look, they have done to this country in the last 25, 30 years on a democratic rule? Tom, no. Tom, I, I've said this before. I wish, I don't, know who's, I don't know who's giving him advice on this debate stage, but if I had Donald Trump's attention... I would be using his two minutes per segment, and I would be talking directly to the American, like Joe tried to do when he tried to deflect questions. He'd look right into the camera and just ignore the question that's being asked. Trump is off to, the, off to his right, repeating the question, and Joe's looking in the camera going, I need you to vote. I need... No. What I would do if I were Donald Trump, I'd take two minutes uninterrupted of each segment and I would look directly into the camera and I'd tell the American people what in the hell is really going on. Yes, sir. And by the way, John, I'm glad you straightened out that one caller from Memphis when you told him that, hey, look, the founding fathers, you straighten him out with the Second Amendment. It is all about the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment should have been the First Amendment. Yeah. And I can tell you this. Oh. Uh, and the Second Amendment should have been the First Amendment. No, and no. with a gun, John, we know this. You're a citizen. Without the gun, you become like in Cuba. You will become a subject. Okay, but Tom, okay? Tom, Tom no, 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 no. I, I disagree with you. 
the Constitution, the right to peaceably assemble, to talk, to worship, to do all of those things that a free person should be able to do if it's ever threatened, that's why we got the Second Amendment. Tom, I thank you for your call. I got many calls to get to here. Thanks for your call. Miles in Maine. Hello, Miles. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, John. Yeah, um, I think you're exactly right with the Second Amendment. I mean, we have to, uh, you know, we got to be more zealous than we are. And and thank God we've at least had uh, as much effort towards it as we have. Or Look at the condition we'd be in now. And what we're seeing now is nothing different, you know. Um, I mean, this is the same stuff you saw in the 67 riots and everything like that. You saw the Black National Congress and all these people out there, the eruption of the Black Panthers, and so and, and the communist agitators. So I, I think it's, it's run itself full cycle, and now you're seeing the current and updated and well-funded version of it. You, um, you know, I, I agree I, with you 100%. Miles, I, I'm not quite down. That's a, that's a blanket statement I'm not quite down with. And, and the reason I say that is because there was something at issue. It was about rights. It was about equal status. Okay? That's what that was about. And that's that's what I take after listening to it, living through it, watching it happen, listening to both sides. A little bit different. Now the complaint is, now, Miles, now the complaint is that well, it's it's an it's inherent racism that's got to be done away with, and we don't have the opportunity that the white guy does. That's total bunk. Now, had, they're well, to not. To me, that sounds like. Go ahead. Yeah, to me, that sounds like the same thing. I mean, that's yeah. what they were saying before. Yeah. They didn't have the same opportunities and everything. No, and, and uh, look, I look, I grew up in the '60s. I, my own mother. If she were alive today and said to me what she said when I was just a kid, she would have been accused of racism. This was something that was passed down from generation to generation. It's the way things used to be, and this is our attitude, and we're going to carry that forward. I've never spoken like this on air. But as I looked at that, yeah, they're black or they're niggers. You know, you don't want to associate with those people. And what they don't understand happened is they had had some good points. They were moving forward. You know, LBJ took care of it by, you know, okay, well, we'll do the civil rights thing. Okay, supposedly, supposedly out of this, there was equal status and you got the right to vote and this, that, and the other. What the Democrats did was to keep the systemic racism going and to play eternal victim is they got in there and run the cities and the states and ran them right into the ground and convinced the voters that you got to keep voting for me because, because, because. And white people are standing around exactly. going, what? What? Trump has pointed this out. But see, that makes him a racist, doesn't it? Truth can't be spoken in this it. country. Miles, I thank well, you. exactly... I, well, you're... Go ahead. You know, until until we get until we get together here, you know, the way the only way we're ever going to beat this thing is to educate educating it and joining forces, not dividing the forces. Well, I got but, I got uh, news for one, I, Miles. I got news for you. That's already happening. 
Yeah. It's already that's what's good. That's, that's well, and that's, that's exactly. We got in our all right. All right. That's exactly what's happening. Did you see the survey? We posted on the website Telemundo. They did their own poll. Well, guess what? The people of Latin descent are down with Donald Trump 64% to 34%. They're not buying the crap because they know better. I saw that. The the blacks in this country are doing the very same thing because they've seen Donald Trump. They have seen what he's done. They know he's not a racist. But the mainstream media is never going to talk about that because their narrative is systemic racism. I thank you for your call. Mark in Philadelphia. Hello, Mark. Hello, John. Hi. we got two minutes. That, uh, okay, so the thing is, uh, mind control, behavioral modification, mass psychological... Color revolution. Start person. calling it what it is. Color revolution. Marxism in our face, yep. and it's been going on for a long time, and, it, and now the incrementalism is speeded up to the max. Uh, and... Uh, so what do we do? The thing is, uh, what you're talking about just previously was uh, the comfortably numb. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they're learning, but have they experienced? Uh, have they experienced some traumatic uh, losses in their lives who, to who, really who, get who, it? Who, who they? Talking about the mass majority of the American public. Okay, All right. And the, at age 21, I, at age 21, I had lost two families. So I, early on, and I was in the military when I lost that second family. By the way, I'm a veteran, hmm. and uh, I come from a long line of veterans. My my brother was a Vietnam veteran, like yourself. So the thing is that my great great grandfather was a great uh, World War uh, uh, Civil War uh, veteran, and he was in Andersonville for 11 months. So the thing is, we've been through this suffering crap for a long time, long and time. incrementally they've been taking us down, uh, and they do it primarily through the financial thing, which you you know the taproot of the whole deal is the FD, the, uh, the Fed, and all of that. So uh, what do we do? So the thing is, uh, learn how to say no, yeah. learn how to say no, and stand your ground, and don't don't. Mark, I wish, I wish you I wish you would have called in earlier. I I, I really yeah. do. All right, we've got to go. I thank you for your call, Steve. This has been a hard show to co-host, and I appreciate your patience. But I'm telling you what, I've had enough crap. We are literally in a civil war right now. And my my thing to Mitchell in Memphis, call into my show. I want to find out if you're real or not. Please, call into my show in the future. All right? Stuart, don't bother, because you're either from Canada or from Maine. In either case, I can't distinguish the two. Thank you, Steve. You're welcome. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are 
campaign the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. 